When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists. Eric Lindbergh and Donnie Zasloff make up the New York-based Nefesh Mountain Bluegrass Band. They created it in celebration of the foundational roots of music and traditions, not only from the heritage of the folks who settled the mountainous regions of the United States, but also the rich Jewish culture they live in. Eric is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Appreciate you uh, taking my call. Um so you guys are uh, reading through some of the uh, liner notes. Uh, you guys are native New Yorkers, if I understand that correctly. Is that where you're based at now? We're based out of New York. My wife, Donnie, and I, who are um, the, the brainchild, and we started the band Nefesh Mountain. We um, we live in North Jersey, actually, and uh, but I'm from Brooklyn, and Donnie's from New York, and uh, our other two touring band members live in Brooklyn right now, so... It's easier when we travel just to say the New York area. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, um, okay. And we still feel like like native New Yorkers at, at, at in in our hearts too. So, so yeah. is uh, Nefesh Mountain a place, or tell me how you came about that name? So Nefesh Mountain is um, we've been calling it a place, but it is a uh, just a more metaphorical place in our in our hearts and um, okay. kind of in our ethos as a as a band. But um, nefesh is a Hebrew word, and, and it's one of um, three main words that loosely translates to soul. Oh, cool. Um, okay. There's a couple, a couple other Hebrew words as well. Um, but but nefesh is one that I've I've seen, um, I've seen definitions of it that are it's like the soul or the animated spirit of something. Yeah. And I think that um, to to me the the I've always my whole life I've been drawn to not only music but but books and um, poetry that that is almost this um kind of reimagining of nature coming alive yeah. and to me the uh the hebrew word for soul mixed with the english word mountain it seemed like a universal name that uh-huh. also kind of ends up being a place in in our in our lives when we, and when we play music from you know our own music it is it feels like we go to that place yeah yeah that's very yeah. cool and um, I, I, again, when I was looking at the notes before we got on the call, it, 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 um, you guys are uh, fairly heavily involved in Jewish mu- uh, music too, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. we are. For w- sure. W- which, which obviously describes the, the marriage between those two words. How, how did you? Uh, it seems like an odd combination: uh, bluegrass music and and uh, you know ethnic Jewish music. Um, how do they cross over for you guys, or do they? They do, for for me, uh, absolutely. Um, 
And you know what? I mean, it, it definitely, on paper, it seems like an odd combination. But, um, you know, it's a long story to, for how Donnie and I both came to get to where we are right now mm-hmm. playing this music and, and the music that we write. But the the bottom line over all of it is, um, or under all of it, rather, is that we're Americans, and I grew up, and my, and my wife Donnie as well, we grew up in this country and feeling very soulful about the music indigenous to this country. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, starting from old-time um, music, you know, music from the Civil War era and before it, sure. and yeah. moving through the through the ages with the... African influence and the, um, the the music of the you know, uh, you know some of the unfortunate times the slave music that was happening in this country um, mixed with the Scotch Irish traditions and this whole melting pot thing that became that became Americana. Now I feel really drawn and and spiritual just musically about that form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and so as an American, I feel like that's where my home is in that in that sound sure. and all the music that's ever made me cry or or love, or, you know, kind of just rejoice in being alive through music mm-hmm. has been in that in that kind of territory. And I even include, you know, jazz and blues and, and all of these forms that came out of American music. I, I think somewhere along the line, the um, it must have been some sort of kind of a record label or a, uh, whoever is defining the genres of music these days, right. at, at some point made a decision that Klezmer would be the only music associated with Jewish people. Uh-huh. Uh, but but I think that's um, a misconception and, and one that, that, to me, doesn't hold any water. Because, I, I mean, I like klezmer music, but I don't listen to it. And, right, right. Um, although some of my distant family may have come from Eastern Europe, it's not where I'm from, so I, I just don't, don't relate to it in that way. Sure. So, um, so I think when you get past all of these levels of the... Of the um, onion so to speak mm-hmm. and you kind of get down to the core it's actually not weird to play jewish jewish bluegrass in quotes because it's um it's just something that is me right. and so and and it is and it is my wife and when we realized this um i think we just we just realized that we were just being ourselves yeah more than anything yeah so, that's cool so that's that's a long-winded answer <laughs> to the to the jewish bluegrass question do you um do you get the opportunity when you perform to uh encapsulate that in some way to let your audiences uh let them in on a piece of that story that you just shared is that is that part of your show at all it is part of the show yeah we we, we both talk a lot on stage um and there are certain songs that need no introduction. Maybe they're a bluegrass cover that people might know, or maybe for a Jewish crowd, maybe they're a prayer that um, they might know already. But for the most part, we we do give a lot of context and insight into where we're coming from because mm-hmm. I think it is it does need to be um, not necessarily explained, but but just talked about. And, I, right. and people are eager to talk about it. We've come to realize over um, our time doing this mm-hmm. that people really whether they're Jewish or not Jewish are really eager to, to get down and, and just talk about what this all means, you know? Right. And and they're, whether they had a preconception of who a Jew was or what a Jew believed in or, you know, any kind of preconceived notion of, of any types of people or ethnicities. I think it's, it's a conversation, especially now, um, that people are, are people of a certain mind want to talk about and want to talk about, you know, there being more equality and, and peace for 
for all people in this country sure. and yeah. in the world. Uh, you alluded a few minutes ago to the to the story of you guys getting together as kind of a long story. Can you give me a a, a nutshell version of of how you and Donnie got connected in this in this journey together of music? Yeah, well, I was I'm actually referring to the um, the long story of kind of just our our, our lives um, before meeting each other and yeah, after. Okay, um, sure. And something I do talk about on stage too is that is that my father converted. Um, to Judaism for my mother. Uh-huh. So I have half of my family who lives in, in Georgia um, in uh, beautiful, not not Atlanta, just the more rural part right. of Georgia. Okay. I have family down there, and I used to go there as a kid and, and hike the Appalachian Trail and, oh, and cool. really okay. kind of feel immersed in, in like the heartland of Americana mm-hmm. for me, and I, and I was always really drawn to that as a, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the time, I was also listening to Almond Brothers and like yeah. Skinner and I just that Southern thing, whatever it was, whether it was eating barbecue or yeah. there's something about it that I was just drawn to. Yeah, and and Donnie has the same thing. And then we met playing music, and um, and it was really it was um, you know, we have a very special symbiotic relationship and very yin yang kind of thing mm-hmm. um, between her and I because we because I. The the um, any success that we've had it, just for ourselves, if we've written a song that we like, that there's a there's a nature of it that I we couldn't have done it without the other person, mm-hmm. and whatever we bring to that mm-hmm. is um, to to this common ground that is Nefesh Mountain is is really a kind of a sacred space that we have to trust each other and mm-hmm. let each other fly and do all that stuff. So um, over the years, she's opened my eyes to to things that are important not only in music but in life and um and i'd I'd like to think i did the same (laughs) the other way around sure yeah but you know i'm the guy so it's right right yeah were you guys playing this style of music when you when you met or did was this uh uh come what you're doing now did this come out of the two of you coming together it definitely came out of us getting together of us falling in love over the years Uh uh-huh um, but no, we didn't play bluegrass, but I've always, we both always loved bluegrass music and I've been playing, although I studied jazz in, in college mm-hmm. and, um, played a lot of rock and roll gigs and, you know, as a musician, you try to play as many different things as, as you can sure. especially in the New York area. But, um, but I, I always loved bluegrass and always felt closest that it, to, to it in terms of that's where my, my heart always belonged. Mm-hmm. In, in this acoustic, um, very loving form. I think whenever I listened to any of my, my heroes, I just felt love mm. through the speakers and into my my ears. It just always felt like like pure honesty, just people yeah. that were out, that were on the same mission. So yeah. something about it. Oh, it, it grabbed me from a young age. And through all the years of playing, it was always my, my dream. And, and now we're okay. living the dream, being able to do that play bluegrass and involve some of our own faith as, as people as well. Right. And I'll add that this isn't necessarily religious um, music and certainly a lot of it, some of our themes come from the Jewish tradition in a religious way, but Donnie and I feel um, as our heritage and as our, our background really, we're celebrating kind of the, 
the themes, some being religious, but overall just the themes of, of our heritage, of our people, of our story mm-hmm. as Jews through the, through the years. Okay. So is yeah, that pre- predominantly the, the audience that you perform to, or, or do you get way outside of that? What, what does it look like when you guys are out as Nefesh as the band and, um, and who you're playing to? We perform to, um, we're, we're a relatively young band mm-hmm. now in, in the early 2018, uh, we've been around for about three years Okay, and we have a lot of, um, connections and we know a lot of people in the Jewish world at synagogues and in Jewish communities, other Jewish musicians throughout the country, mm-hmm. um, and, and beyond. And so we're, we're lucky to be successful in, in this world. And we're also playing to non-Jewish audiences okay. as well. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, the, the best answer is that we're, we're trying to figure it out because yeah. we're really, we're open to just, to me, the music could functions on any, you know, on any level of just music, but it also functions as where we come in and reach about services and we help, um, you know, do community programs and we do workshops and we come into okay. synagogues for weekends at a time. So, okay. um, we, we kind of are doing anything and, and everything right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and playing to all, all audiences for sure. Do you guys get to to perform at some of the uh, more traditional minded festivals? Have you been able to push out into that, especially down towards the southern part of the United States? Do you get to do those? Yeah, well, we're going to be um, we're we're hoping to be. We've we've had the the chance to meet a lot of festival promoters and um, talent buyers in the in the. Bluegrass Festival world, mm-hmm. and all of which are the, just the nicest people ever. And yeah, so sure. then we can we can definitely call our friends now, and they're familiar faces when we show up at a conference like the IBMA. Right. Um, so we're hoping to uh, be on some festivals for the 2019 season. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so there's something in in the works for that. There's there's a few options on the table, and and we're just um, it would be a thrill to take our music. And our love of not only bluegrass but of our our faith and our our heritage, and bring that to uh, to the secular scene that yeah. is the bluegrass festival. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing better than those. So yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, that's that's hopefully coming soon. And you mentioned fairly young band. Um, you've got a new album out, uh, Beneath the Open Sky. Do I have that right? Is that correct? You yeah you yeah. got it yeah. And is this number two, number three? How what does this make? Uh, what album is this for you? This guys? is number two. Okay, number two. Yeah. So let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Tell me, did, did it uh, just out? Right. Just out. Yep. One week ago. Okay. Came out. Yeah. All right. It's Great. March ninth today. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, we re- we recorded the record um, in 2017 uh, down in Nashville um, with some of our friends that are down there, and we've been fortunate to have like I said, in a very short period of time, have some really awesome people that um, have, have spoken out for us and who have uh, gotten on our side and um, in in a world and, and city that we didn't know at all. Us being from New York, we kept, we were like, you know, originally wanted to dip our feet in the water into Nashville and made some really great lifelong friends mm-hmm. uh, down there. And uh, over the years, we've been able to... Um, meet more and more people and this this record we've 
been blessed to uh, be able to include really our, our, there's no two ways about it there, my, my, my heroes and now my friends as well. So guys like Sam Bush and Jerry Douglas, um, Tony Trishka, who actually lives up north by, by us, and also David Greer. Yeah. In Nashville. So those guys actually played um, on the record with you then? Yeah, they played on, on every track with us. I, I, okay. I, I knew basically who was going to be playing on it, and I really tried to arrange the music to their strength yeah, um, yeah. and to give them all a lot of solos, as many as I could. And to, uh, you know, I mean, there's nobody, we were, we, we were riding the massive emotional roller coaster in the studio for sure. Where yeah. both my wife and I are looking at each other crying, <laughs> you know, for some of our more meaningful songs. Yeah, and sure. Jerry Douglas is just playing notes that are making tears fly out of wow. my face. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Sam is, is, uh, bopping his head and, and into it and yeah. playing the awesome mandolin. I mean, it's just the whole, it's been a dream to make these albums and uh, we're, we're thrilled to be able to put them out. And yeah. Hopefully other people can enjoy them too. That's so cool. How long did it yeah. take you to compile the songs for this record? I, I think I read where you guys maybe wrote all of them or most of them for this record. We, um, well, there's a couple that borrow from the folk tradition. Uh -huh. So, um, I would say we wrote maybe 60% fully original tunes. Okay. And then we really used some of the tunes as springboards to where we flushed out some of the songs that came from the folk area. Like, uh, I want to hear somebody pray is a song on the record that Alan Lomax, it was an Alan Lomax finding yeah, from the Caribbean. Okay. Uh -huh. And, uh, and we, we took that song as a springboard for, um, our version of it, which has, a lot of original ideas and mm -hmm. uh, and melodies in there as well. Yeah, okay. Um, a song like Bound for the Promised Land, which opens up the record, is another song from the folk tradition, and um, it's actually a song that's been sing sung in many church circles and mm -hmm. um, Christian circles mm -hmm. for, for a long time, and we wanted to kind of put our own little twist on that. And then I also wrote this crazy Celtic-inspired fiddle guitar number mm -hmm. at the end. So I think we, we took these, these songs from you know, the more uh, public domain areas sure. and, and flush them out in our own way. Yeah. So, okay. so that, so I, I feel like it's a, an all original album, even though some of it is, is based on right. stuff that yeah. um, has been around for, for years and years. The, the ones that you guys actually composed from start to finish, wrote the lyrics, music, all that kind of thing. Um, what, where do you find the inspiration for your original music? What, how, how does that, come to you for you guys what does that process look like that's a great question we we um we write a lot together and oftentimes there's there are prayers that you know for me as a as a as a kid growing up in brooklyn um you could picture a little jewish kid with uh curly wavy hair from mm -hmm. Brooklyn mm -hmm. with glasses. I look like a, like a Harry Potter. My parents <laughs> called me Yeah, okay. the Jewish Harry Potter or something. But I, I, I would go to Hebrew school and I would learn these prayers. And, you know, you, I went through the motions um, as a kid and I felt spiritual in my own way with it. But after years now as an adult revisiting these prayers, um, some of which I look at, and if I take a step back from it, uh, there's, there's a universal quality to really, I'd say most of the prayers that are, are commonplace in the Jewish faith and in our in our tradition that they, there's a universal message 
that I think we we can take the the core of that and take it and build a, a bigger song out of. Uh-huh. So on this record, there's a um, there's a song called "The Narrow Bridge," which is based on um, a saying from this rabbi from hundreds of years ago, Reb Nachman of Bretzlov. Uh, and the saying goes, the whole world is a narrow bridge. The important thing is never be afraid. Don't freak yourself out. Mm-hmm. So it's this very deep prayer. And we've been we've kind of been kind of looking at it. And in the wake of, um, it's been a very complicated year in this country. Sure. Uh, you know the the election and there's been shootings and there's just there's been so much turmoil. So to me that the prayer it started with this very Jewish idea and this Jewish teaching from a very wise, and you know, he was kind of like the most hipster rabbi of his day hundreds mm-hmm. of years ago, this mm-hmm. Reb, Reb Nachman. Um, but we took that idea and built a, a mostly English and more lyrical song out of it, out mm-hmm. of that idea. Mm-hmm. So it, it came from our, our culture and our heritage, but um, to me it's less of a religious song, it's less of a prayer per se, mm-hmm. than it is about, um, you know, expounding on it. Yeah. And building on it. Okay. If that makes, if sure. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's neat. That's cool. So, um, uh, again, the album is, uh, beneath the open sky. What, uh, if folks would like to, uh, get a chance to hear you guys, wh- where can they, um, where, where can they find your schedule? Where can they get in touch with you? How can they reach out and listen to some of your music? Cool. Yeah. So our website is www.nefesh.com mountain.com and nefesh is n-e-f-e-s-h mountain.com and we have our tour schedule always up on the site you can also buy our music directly from us um on the website and also through cd baby and i believe amazon okay um currently we're we're a uh we're putting out all this music and producing everything on our own and uh it's it's been a really fun exhilarating process so all of our stuff can be found on on our website, tour dates and and all that. Yeah, awesome. we're also playing two two big um, release shows, which we didn't have a chance to do for for our first release uh-huh. um, a, a year or two ago. Uh, but we're going to be doing one at the Station Inn in Nashville. Oh, cool! Uh, on March twentieth. Okay. And that's uh, we're doing a couple sets there, and then we're also playing that same week later in the week on Sunday the 25th at Rockwood stage two in New York city. Okay. Awesome. So a couple of cool venues that we're excited to, to bring the music to. Awesome. Very cool. Well, our, our regards to Donnie and Eric, thank you uh, for the chance to, to talk with you and, and give us the opportunity yeah, to thank you. share the audience with your, your music. I, I, it sounds like you've guys got a really unique approach to this. And uh, I, you know, I think the bluegrass world is, is opening up to all kinds of neat new things. And so we wish you the best. I, I think you'll have, uh, you'll have fun finding new audiences with this music. Cool, man. I appreciate that. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 